The JSE Securities Exchange has opened its doors for the final day of the trading week. So with me for the opening is Nick Kunzer from Sunland Private Wealth. What did Mr. Ramaphosa say last night, Nick? Because I, I got caught up with other things. What did he say? Mm. Good morning, Lindsay. Yeah, long awaited. Uh, everyone keenly hearing it's exactly a, sort of a month or t- well, call it four weeks since, since he instigated these uh, very heavy lockdowns. And outside of China, we are the most stringent lockdown rules, certainly in the world with regards to uh, trying to put a lid on this pandemic. Mm. Uh, so what he came out with was, as expected, we are going to, uh, there were five sort of levels that he, his his team have put in, from le- ranging from level one, which is the most lenient, to level five, which we are currently on, which includes our borders being locked down, uh, no, no sort of travel, can't get out of our homes, etc. But from next week, from the 1st of May, we are instigating, we're dropping to what he calls a level four, okay. which means that uh, a lot of the essential businesses will be going back to work. The mines, I assume, obviously very important given where the commodity prices are. We need foreign co- currency desperately ahead of Mr. Mbawini's budget speech today. Uh, and I think the likes of ourselves, you know, some asset managers, some of the financial services that will be allowed to go back to work with conditions. So definitely a loosening, but not as much for some people were hoping for. I saw the Twitter flow yesterday. Everyone's saying, like, can we buy alcohol? Can we buy wine? That <laughs> seemed to be the, more, <laughs> the most pressing matter. Shallow people. Yes. yes, shallow people. So um, certainly a step in the right direction. And, and uh, we, we, we wait until next week to see what businesses will be done. And I see the interesting one for me, Lindsay, was uh, certainly a, a certain level of power was given to, I think, taking maybe a bit of guideline what we're seeing in the States. Uh, where local sort of mayors or, or ministers, so to speak, or certainly within a provincial level, will be given certain jurisdictions. So you might have level five in the whole country or level four in the whole country, uh, but yet a certain maybe Gauteng maintains a sort of trouble spot and that maintains a level five. So certain sort of um, power has been given at a provincial level, which I thought was was quite well thought after. So overall, I think pretty well received, but as I say, waiting with bated breath to get out and at least run around the block in four days' time or five days' time. Well done, Nick. You must be uh, champing at the bit. Um, looking or should at I say, r- roll me around the block, yeah. Yeah, I'm also <laughs> porking up a bit here. <laughs> Sorry, it's a nervous laugh. Um, yes, and uh, on that note, actually, personal care and uh, exercise, etc., the Unilever have, have, have come out in the UK press today to say that their sales are down. And they was very specific about deodorant, shampoo, <laughs> And there was something else as well. What else don't you do? Soap, things like that. People are not shaving showering and shaving. Yeah, shaving, shaving. Cream, yeah, not shaving food. as much. They're not sticking things under their armpits. No, as much. We're, 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 we really are a dis- we're a disgusting bunch, the human race. And, and no wonder the animals are coming back and taking over. We don't need a smelly, smelly lot of humans quarantined. Mm. Lions on the road in South Africa, <laughs> penguins are coming away from uh, Boulders Beach in Cape Town and walking <laughs> exactly. along the street and that wandering around. You've got monkeys in Thailand. Uh, you've got wild boars coming into the streets of Barcelona. It's incredible what's going on. They must think this is fantastic. <laughs> this is such good fun. But anyway, um, Nick, let's not talk about that. Let's 
let's talk about the Stock Exchange news service, and I've gone through it, and there's nothing there. The cupboard is bare. As Mr. Trump says, the cupboard was bare when he inherited the, the stockpiles of P, uh, PPE equipment, uh, personal protection equipment. Um, the cupboard is bare on the Stock Exchange news service today. But the mood is better, worse? What's happening? Mm, I would I would say erring on the side of of a little bit of red on my screen, a little bit cautious. Um, we had we had a really good day yesterday, and and mm. I think today, given what the markets have done, we're not we're down about 0.7 percent on the top 40, which I think is to be expected given the big bounce yesterday. Um, today, as you said, on the diary, I've been battling to find any lines of all to send out to, to clients. Uh, uh, overseas, we do have uh, you know earnings season continuing stateside. We have um, Verizon Communication. They out later. That'd be quite interesting. One, we have more and more people working from home. So always quite fascinating to see the likes of Netflix reporting and in this particular case, you know how much data are we using from home? Uh, got some consumer numbers out later on America, locally in Europe as well. Very little. There were some uh, UK retail sales this morning, uh, and then of course the big one for us um, in the, in the, the fact that we have a bit of a economic vacuum. We do have, of course, Finance Minister Titi Mbaweni, who is set to unveil uh, details today of how we're actually going to pay for this very ambitious 500 billion relief stimulus package. Uh, and given uh, you've been quite vocal on it, given how uh, our bonds have certainly been pretty weak over the last few days it'll yes. be interesting to see um what what the sort of uh, you know the the proof is in the pudding hey Lindsay, as they say you know what is the actual detail of this budget because it's been quite thin on detail i must say very ambitious very well received market likes it but now it's uh, you know, how are we going to do it? And I'm eagerly awaiting that today. Yeah, talking about that bond, I'm going to get to the spot prices elsewhere, but at the moment, the bond, the South African 10 year is 10.93 and a half. In other words, it yields 10.94, let's call it a percent. And that is eight and a half basis points a week. It was 10.31 three days ago. Yeah. So this is quite a big move. It is a big move, Lindsay. And I think, you know, we often don't, people don't get to see those sort of moves. It's almost like one step removed from a, you know, stick a quick look at the JSC, see what it's doing. But I guess the real barometer, thermometer, whatever you want to call it, I think David mentioned it yesterday to the market has yes. been, as you've been saying, the 10 year bond, the, the, the who's holding it, who's not holding it. What is this, the foreign flows? Um, and of course, don't forget as well, end of this month, we've got a week left before we get booted out of a number of index, well, certainly the World Bond Index. And uh, a lot of fund managers who, I mean, we know they've been selling already, but I imagine that selling, those who are still left, they've got five trading days left. Uh, actually, they don't have five trading days because May the 1st is a holiday, isn't it? So they've got four trading days left to exit. Uh, to sell their South African government bonds if you're if you are holding them and you have a mandate that says you cannot invest in sub-investment grade. So I think a little bit of selling to continue, quite frankly. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's have a look at what Friday has delivered this morning. Let's have a look at the uh, the currencies markets, if I can get my... There's so much sun. There's so much sun behind me, which I'm not used to, um, that I can't find it. Oh, there we go. I've got the dollar around. Oh, gosh. It's 1908. The recent low was 1934, but 1908 at the moment, slightly weaker. British pound against the rand is 23.52. The euro rand is 20.51 with the euro dollar 107.45. Now, it's sort of increments are very, very small, Nick, but uh, uh, the euro is getting weaker. The dollar is getting stronger. And I think uh, the euro getting weaker is really to do with that uh, a disastrous set of PMI data, services PMI coming out yesterday. They were horrible, weren't they? 
they were almost eye-wateringly bad. And um, <coughs> quite a nice piece of Muhammad al Arian, who he of the ex-Pimco, and he's quite a, I quite like his commentary, really dumbs it down and, and, and just says it like it is. He was, there's a nice sort of clip doing around, it's about eight minutes long of him talking to uh, to Bloomberg TV yesterday. And, and also reiterating about these numbers, these PMI numbers, France almost in single digits, 10.1 and all the rest of it. Yeah. Just saying, I don't think, his concern was, and on top of the, the jobless numbers we saw yesterday out the States, his concern being that they are so bad, we actually even, we're not even reacting to it. We don't know how to react to it. They are as bad as we'll ever see in our lifetime, according to him. I mean, unemployment numbers at levels that we last saw in the, sort of in the Great Depression. Um, and the market, it, 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 what's been puzzling for people is if you look at the levels of some of these shares and, and certainly if you look at uh, the, the, the U.S. indices, it's hardly budged. I think people are so shell-shocked they don't know how to react. But his words of caution were when it feeds through to the bottom line, when we start seeing what these 26 or 24 million unemployed people, how they cannot spend in an economy like America – which is which is very much driven on the U.S. consumer. We haven't seen the worst of it by long shot. So it literally was a very sobering word of caution that these numbers are, yes, they're bad, they're staggeringly bad, but don't ignore them. And I think you're touching on that too. They are very bad. They really are very bad indeed. Uh, last night in the United States, the Dow Jones was essentially flat. It was up very, very slight. The S&P was flat. The Nasdaq was flat. The Tokyo market this morning, down 0.9%. That's the Nikkei Dow. Shanghai is down 1.1%. And Hong Kong uh, down around about a third of a percent on the commodities markets. The gold prices had a good, a good couple of days. Let me go to my very, very live screen from Kitco. Uh, seventeen twenty nine sixty is the offer. If you want to buy gold on Kitco, you can buy it at seventeen twenty nine point six dollars uh, an ounce before commission. Of course, it's just very slightly weaker. But anyway, having another go. When it goes to that eighteen seventeen eighty to eighteen hundred mark, which it will do, of course, according to me, and that's not a recommendation, by the way. Then fine. The oil. Price Price is, hmm, okay, you've got the WTI, the West Texas Intermediate, uh, is up, uh, it's only up 1.5% now, $16.74, Brent crude oil is $21.64, which is also up 1.5%, I think, so they've come off the boil a little bit. It seems like, Nick, one of those Fridays where people have said, let's just forget about the last four days, let's just do the normal things, let's square up our books and go into a weekend. It just seems like that, doesn't it? Yeah, I think the the moves that we've had certainly in oil. I mean, oil it's still down twenty four percent on 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 the on so far this week, and mm. and of course you know those those uh, those lovely sensationalist headlines of negative oil and everyone becoming an oil expert this week. Um, you get the feeling that that given those moves, you don't really want to go. Certainly as a trader, you don't want to go into this weekend with too big a position either way, long or short, whether that be oil or commodities or just general currencies and, you, and and if you look across the board yeah you get that that feeling Lindsay. i think you're spot on that just that just a slight moves as people are maybe squaring up before before weekend and we know you know these markets moving on every single tweet or headline at the moment and also there's a holiday next week isn't there isn't there a, mm. the week after there's the may the first holiday i don't know whether that's observed in, it is observed in south africa i think but very much so yeah it's, it's, it's certainly in europe it's a big it's a well, Europe, it's a big holiday too. It's, it's traditionally what was, what was remembered as Workers' Day. Okay. Um, so, yes. Yeah. So, in the past, we used to have lots of what we used to – when I was in London, it was Workers' Day. It was always uh, 
we had what we called the swampies. They were the, the, the great unwashed, which was probably all of us know at the moment. And they used to come onto the streets in the city of London and uh, with their dreadlocks and, and turn bins up and throw them down and all the rest of it. And, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think those were the day. Yeah, we had to board up all those things. So that's obviously not happening at the moment. So it saves a bit of uh, looting and valley and losing in the city. But yes, it is a holiday. And I think, yeah, you're right. Um, given the, the wild swings we had, it seems like a little bit of sort of volatility coming out the market today. Top five major movers on my screen. Harmony up 6%, Cecil up 3.9%, Anglo Gold Ashanti up 35 uh, DRD Gold up 3.1%, Nepi Rock Castle up 2% on the downside. Clicks taking a bit of a click here, down 5 and 2 thirds percent. Trueworth's down 4 and a third, Glencore down 4 and a quarter, AB InBev is 4.2% down, Old Mutual down 3 and a quarter as well. Cecil again is a fascination to both of us, Nick. It's now nearly 70 mm. rand a share. Yeah, bouncing back nasty. There was a conference call yesterday, which uh, uh, our research analysts were on, and then we had a report back this morning, which I can share with with you and your listeners. Yes. Um, two sides to it. The first, they were. Let's make my notes. I actually, wrote it down. They said, and they said they used the word significant on more times than once on the conference call, saying they had significant buyers' interest in their lake. Charles Chemical Project. It's interesting. And they said they almost spoke with a bit of glee. Uh, the base case was for, um, they could probably, that Lake Charles is probably worth about $6 billion US dollars. Next time I mention how much they overpaid for it. Mm-hmm. But they're looking at probably getting two and a half, maybe three billion for a stake in it. Um, and it sounds, they, as you said, the word significant was used numerous times. So it sounds like the, the, the idea of rights issues is far down the road. Uh, and they certainly have got, they seem quite pleased about the level of, of price that people are willing to pay for what is obviously one of the, the premier sort of chemical plants. So that was quite interesting. Mm. Uh, on the downside, though, they did say there was no mention of their debt covenants or extensions or that. So that was on the disappointing side. But the market seems to have certainly erred on the positive side this morning. And just briefly, because I know you've got a 10 o'clock meeting, um, just tell mm. me about clicks, because there seems to have been a morning after the results before type mm. of reaction now down 6%. What's happening there? Yeah, yeah, and you, I mean, you heard my comments yesterday from our research guys who were pretty upset by the fact they didn't, uh, that they decided to cancel or pass that dividend, which was not well received. Um and, uh, yeah, I think this morning, too, and they've also been sort of lumbered with with the lot that uh, are not sort of deciding not to pay certain rent uh, commitments. Now they're not paying dividends. And, you know, the, the, we're, we're a moody old bunch, the asset managers, and I think, the, I think mm-hmm. there's a bit of a <laughs> – I think there's a bit of a pushback here today by asset managers saying they're not very well pleased with that. So just be careful because we have very long memories in this game. But, yeah, top of, the, of, the, of the, the leaderboard this morning on the downside, 6.67% down at the moment. JC Indices, please, after one hour of trading. Yeah, after one hour of trading, it's a, it's a soggy day, but you know, not so bad given the big bounce we had yesterday. Down 0.75%, three, 380 points lower on the all share. Top 40 is currently down 0.8% or 400 points lower. Uh, if you look at the indices, it's mm, besides the gold shares, everything else is, is, is in the red. Basic materials uh, flat. Financials with the RAND where it is down 0.2%. Technology down 0.33%. Industrials down a percent. And energy shares down 3 Consumer non technicals down 2 But there does seem to be a little bit of a, a, a holding pattern, Lindsay, ahead of uh, Mr. Mumboy and his uh, budget this, uh, later on today.
Nick, thank you very much. We'll speak to you on the five o'clock shadow just after five o'clock this evening. That was Nick Kunzer from Sunland Private Wealth, and that was the opening.